everyone, and welcome to this first episode of the Inclusive Educators Podcast, a podcast coming to you by way of the University of Colorado Boulder's Center for Teaching and Learning, or the CTO. I am your host, Dr. Quatesca, and I serve as the Inclusive Pedagogy Lead in the CTL, and on behalf of our entire team here, I want to thank you all for joining us. Now, this first episode is an opportunity for our listeners to become familiar with this platform, as well as what you can expect from us moving forward, especially with this being a brand new podcast being offered through our center. Before we do that, it's important for us to really start off with some definitions of inclusion and inclusive educators particularly, because this will allow for us to be on the same page as it relates to these concepts as we move forward, as well as it helps you all to understand who the target audience is as we move forward. Now, the elephant in this audio room, if you will, that I want to address is that there are many definitions of inclusion and inclusive educators, meaning that there really is no concrete definition. And that's okay. You know, I personally don't have a problem with that, uh, with there being a lack of concrete definitions, because, you know, dialogue is really important for us in terms of learning, you know. The late great educational scholar Paulo Freire argued that the process of dialogue is a critical component because the practice of dialogue allows for us to extend learning opportunities. And that's not a direct quote, but that's essentially what he was referring to in the book Pedagogy of the Oppressed. So when we are producing arguments and counter arguments of definitions, terms, concepts, whatever have you, what we are doing is, is that we're creating opportunities to learn and even extend our own understanding of terms and their possible limitations. So let's start with defining inclusion. Again, many definitions are out there, but the one that I find to be most helpful in the context of higher education comes from the book, From Equity Talk to Equity Walk, Leading Change in Higher Education. The authors define inclusion as, quote, an active, intentional, and ongoing engagement with diversity across the curriculum, co-curriculum, and our communities to increase awareness, content knowledge, cognitive sophistication, and empathic understanding of the complex ways individuals interact within systems and institutions, end quote. So then, of course, we have to take these concepts then, right, and then put them into context. So while they defined inclusion in the context of higher education, let's narrow that down a little bit more and then talk about what that looks like in the context of teaching and learning or really in academia. In the context of teaching and learning, inclusion then is reflected in our abilities as instructors to meet the academic and non-academic needs of students. It's reflected in students' level of engagement, interest, and motivation in the courses that they take with us. Inclusion is reflected in students' positive peer-to-peer interactions, as well as the instructor-to-peer interactions and relationships. So when we understand it this way, inclusion is not simply a status or a position that we all as instructors should really aim for, but really, inclusion is a process that we all must engage in to meet the social, emotional, and academic needs of all students. Now, I know there are some folks who likely have questions as to why should we as instructors 
care for or really tend to and focus on the non-academic needs of students? And the short answer and the reality is that the non-academic experiences of students affect students' abilities not only to be present inside of the learning space, but also it affects their abilities to perform and to perform at the best of their capacities. So when we as instructors ignore these aspects of their lives, what we really do is we undermine the true nature of education and we create yet another obstacle or barrier for students to be successful in the shape of ourselves. Now, let's define inclusive educators. When I conducted a review of literature around inclusive educators and inclusive education, there's one great book that came out that essentially does a really great job of, uh, of categorizing these into themes. And that book is What Inclusive Instructors Do, Principles and Practices for Excellence in College Teaching. Now, what they do and what they have noted is that inclusive educators, one, are equitable in their teaching practices, and then two, they foster welcoming learning environments. Now, how do we define equity again? Let's go back to that book from Equity Talk to Equity Walk. And the authors here define equity as prioritizing, quote, the creation of opportunities for minoritized students to have equal outcomes and participation in educational programs that can close the achievement gaps in student success and completion, end quote. By minoritized, instead of minority, by minoritized, what we're referring to are the systems in place that continue to hold certain categories or social identity or so, certain social identity groups back uh, from the rest in terms of pace of success as well as the level of success in which individuals typically and historically are able to achieve. So by that, what we're referring to is individuals whose race, ethnicity, uh, abilities, whether or not that's physical, non-physical, social class, gender expression, gender identity, age, religion, nationality, language, you name it, all these things contribute to individuals, even intersectionally, the, uh, the intersexual nature of these identities play a significant factor in one's level of success that they likely are to achieve. So it's about understanding that all social groups have people who systemically and materially benefit from the identities that they hold, as well as there are individuals who systemically and materially are disadvantaged by the identities that they hold. So to be an inclusive educator is to be someone who is committed then to engaging in thinking processes and behaviors that level the learning field for all students. Now, who do we see as inclusive educators? Let's start by recognizing, particularly in the context of higher education, looking back at the history of these institutions and asking ourselves, who was the university, the institution designed to serve? As we will explore in future episodes, U.S. colleges and universities were not designed for students of color, even though students of color are overwhelmingly the largest population of college students in higher education today. Higher education was not designed for women 
even though women represent the largest group of college students based on gender. Our colleges and universities were not designed for online delivery, even though the 21st century and COVID-19 pandemic have revealed that these are essential for schools to offer because today's college students need them as alternative measures to sitting face-to-face inside of a class but in seat. I could go on and on, but the point is that the traditional nature of higher education was not designed to serve the college students we see today. And even if, for the sake of the argument, there are students who uh, do categorically identify along the majority or the minoritized, it is essentially dehumanizing to teach in ways that do not meet the needs of every student inside of your space. Yet, the authors of the New College Classroom note that much of our teaching practices are archaic in nature. So we see inclusive educators as those instructors who look to be agents of change or committing themselves to be agents or instructors of change. How do we become instructors of change is really important for us to ask ourselves. And the first thing with that then is that we have to turn around, as Paulo Freire would ask us, and to critically reflect. If you are an an experienced instructor, this begins with critically reflecting on your own teaching practices and patterns, asking yourself the critical questions of how you have intentionally made efforts to be inclusive of your students, asking yourself the sobering question of which identity groups historically and seem to always struggle inside of the classes that they take with you. Thinking of the ways that you have embraced those challenges when confronted by marginalized students. Asking yourself, how often do you place the blame of academic struggles on the students or the structure of the course? And for those who are coming into the practice of teaching, it's about thinking of your natural approach to structuring the course. And if those strategies are based on how you yourself have learned or how students today learn. In short, we must become equity minded in our approaches to teaching. Not only that, research shows that today's students must also be co-pilots, co-creators of knowledge inside of the learning space as well, i.e. they must very much so be active participants in their experiences with learning. This podcast, therefore, is an effort of our center to provide accessible options for instructors and educators to learn about the inclusive learning and teaching strategies today. We will have guests on this show from our CU system, as well as scholars and experts on this subject matter across the country. And then being inclusive myself, we want to focus these conversations on the needs of the audience and the interests of the audience. So if you have any questions that you would like to have posed uh, as part of future topics moving forward, please submit those to me. You can do so at quatez.scott at colorado.edu. That's quatez.scott at colorado.edu. And if you have any suggestions on how we can enhance the accessibility of this podcast, please submit those questions to me as well. Again, I'm Dr. Scott. I'm really excited to be here with you. I'm really excited to share the space with you. And on behalf of our Center for Teaching and Learning uh, here at CU Boulder, we appreciate you joining us. And 
please remember that being inclusive really isn't so much about how we choose to define these terms, but really how our efforts individually can be characterized and how they are characterized by our students. So please choose wisely as you engage in the practice of teaching. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast within your networks as we continue to build this platform. Again, I'm Dr. Scott, and I look forward to connecting with you all here soon. Take care.